0: The 396th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for Parlay player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today.
1: Howdy ho, DeGeneres, and welcome to episode 396 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, almost there, episode 400, and our big blowout, which will be just a normal episode and we'll do nothing special. So, uh, of course, this episode has to go out to, happy birthday to you, Gumby God, (laughs) happy birthday to you. Yes, it's our Gumby God's birthday on Friday. So, Um, he doesn't like saying this on air, but he loves when people pay attention to him (laughs) on the internet. And in real life, the internet and in real life. He loves when people. Uh, he praise on him and make him the center of attention. So make sure you do on Friday. Make sure you do this. Hit him up every place possible. Go to his house if you need to. I'll give you his address off, off the air. DM me. Um, you know, surprise him. Put some flamingos on his lawn, whatever. So uh, happy birthday, Gumby.
0: Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're allowed to talk.
1: I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, not my birthday. Uh, I'll I'll dedicate an episode to myself when that time comes in October. But it's Gumby's big day. You got big plans, Gumby? No, I. It's. Uh,
0: I you you you've hinted at this before, <laughs> and if you've been a listener of the show for a full year, uh, you already know this. Uh, no, I celebrate my birthday by doing what I do on every other day, uh, which is. You know, maybe maybe I will make sure to find myself a, a burger and a beer at noon instead of at six o'clock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit in your backyard, maybe. Can you do that? Yeah, at least? I
0: do. I do really like my backyard. So if it's if it's not raining, I'll do that. uh Don't you and have they, like, yeah.
1: wildlife that visit you in your backyard.
0: Yeah, we got bears and stuff like that. But like they're they're <laughs> bears. never they're never too invasive. We got a lot of turkeys this year. Uh, a lot of a lot yeah, of you too in the big city. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of turkey. Yeah. So, um, no, and then the UFC rewarded us with this uh, pristine card. That's my birthday <laughs> present here. To get a fight yeah, card where there's literally no lines that I'm in love with. Um I'm going to do something kind of wild when we get to our, uh, our lock of the week this week. So he's going to uh, pass.
1: going <laughs> to say pass. I'm just going to
0: pass lock of the week, pass dog of the week. Yep. Pass, pass. Pass.
1: Yeah. Gumby. Usually you, we can count on him uh, being a, not, a salesman and, and well, having it, people, you know, be interested it, in, in the cards and interested in our podcast, but no last, last episode you said you have no confidence in any, any of your picks this week. Like well, oh, a,
0: Great. I'm I'm more positive. I think in this card, than I think most people are right. Like I think, you know, there, there's a lot of fun fights. We talked about there being fights on the the prelim, like Dalgarian versus Marshall's fun, Blackshear versus Johnson's fun, Ruiz versus Amorium could be fun. Like there are fun fights, but like like I said, there's and we're about to talk about some uh, that are like Terrence McKinney, who have big fat odds, and you're like, am I really about to bet Terence McKinney at negative two seventy? And it makes you shake a little bit. So, uh, and there's, there's more than one fight on the main card that made me feel that way.
1: You love Terrence McKinney's big fat odds, Dan. you love it. it That's what you're getting for your birthday. Terrence McKinney's next, big Terrence, fat odds.
0: Terrence McKinney's big fat odds. Big
1: fat <laughs> odds. Yeah. This isn't the most stellar of like, they don't care anymore. Obviously. Like remember when they used to be well, to next week, next, yeah. next week's nasty, man. Next week's so good. Um, yeah, but this is ESPN. Usually, they they would uh, goose up those cards, you know, make them uh, make them better if they're on like ESPN or Fox or ABC. But nah, they just roll out fight nights. It I think I
0: think these are gonna have action though, at least. You know, like we were just talking, Terrence yeah. McKinney versus Mike Breeden. Is that like the highest level of fights that we would want the you know, MMA connoisseurs want to see? No, probably not. But is it going to be violent as hell? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really violent like every other Terrence McKinney fight. That's the stuff they want on, on network TV, right? Like that's the stuff they yeah, want on true. cable TV. They want the ones that the casuals are going to see and go, oh, did you see uh, Khalil Roundtree? Uh, you know, or did you see, you know, this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you, you see yeah. that guy? right
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> or, or that chick is what they'll say because there are two chicks as the casual casuals will call them not us we give them proper respect but yeah this card is 7 p.m espn and we got six fights to break it down it's this saturday i sound like I, i'm not interested in it either uh, i got to pick it up here this saturday night ufc Apex, <laughs> uh, is where it's going down luke versus dos Santos. after i tell you about our patreon and then we'll give you some picks sports academy podcast patreon sign up for the patreon to get access to exclusive contests including the nfl win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize besides season long contests they also have weekly contests just for the patrons hopefully that is you if not it should be you very soon plus monthly sgp stories podcast completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from sgpn there is even a discord channel just for patrons only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash P A T R E O N. All right. The birthday card. Let's break her down. Main card, as I told GSPN, we're going to start off with middleweights, Josh Fremd versus Jamie Pickett. Yep. This is a, a stellar card, let me tell you. Uh, I'll tell you about the Night Wolf, Jamie Pickett. He's still around. Um, after getting beat up by Bo Nickel, he's still around. He's 13 and 9, 8 knots. I guess that's his reward, right? You, you get beat up by Bo and we'll give you at least one more fight. and This is this could be it because uh, he's on a slump, as we will tell you soon. The Night Wolf is 13-9, eight knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. Two and five in the UFC. He's lost three straight fights all of the finish, so this probably would be his last kick of the can if he uh, can't get the job done here. One and two in the contender series. They must like this guy, Dan, eh? They must. That's a lot Dan. of losses in UFC-branded stuff i think that's a lot of that's a lot of tough toughness that, right there <laughs> that is, so he's three and seven overall in in the octagon uh technically uh not so hot uh used to fight at light heavyweight was a regional champion 2011 pro MMA debut four inches of reach on Fremd, which is a fun name to say and he's been outstruck over those s- 10 fights by 1.07 strikes per minute plus 275 not surprisingly easy dog. Fremd, 10 and four, four knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, one and two in the UFC. He won his last fight via submission. One and in Nolan Bellator, two inches taller than Pickett, six years younger than him, better grappling stats, and he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.34 strikes per minute, minus 333. This doesn't need a breakdown. Frem's the pick. You can break it down if you like. Go ahead. I
0: mean, I'm going to pick Framed, and not only am I going to pick Framed, uh, this is one of those ones where I'm like, do I really love this number on Josh Fremd? Uh, I'm not excited about him being negative 333. When I saw this fight posted, I was like, ah, you know, if I can find frem in the low 200s or high 100s, that's a number I'm into. And then I saw it and it was already in the 300s. Like, don't get me wrong. You're right. I have so many problems with Pickett, particularly his takedown defense, the way he gets backed up. His defensive striking isn't all that good. But Josh Frem just got like out-muscled by Sean Gore, right? Like just caught in something and out-muscled by Treshawn Gore, who is also kind of like, uh, a newbie you know what I mean Like a, a guy who's who's relatively Raw and you know Say what you want about Pickett he's really strong And raw um, you know he's Not have the best results but hey neither is Sean Gore so you know There's reason to say ah, Maybe I take a stab At Pickett here I'm not going to back him um, But I'm also definitely not Putting Josh Frampton in any parlays Or anything like that
1: Don't throw him in a parlay
0: Hashtag do not throw them in a parlay.
1: <laughs> yep. We used to have hashtags back in the day. Um, all right. I just have to tell my wife that the presidential limo is called the beast because my son is is trying to tell her that and she doesn't understand, Dan. That's what goes on in my house. Did you there know you the presidential limo is called the beast? Did you know
0: No, that? No, I did not. It's true. I have, a, I have a friend who calls their dog, Nat.
1: Really? Yeah. We saw a Corvette today with Das Beast was the license plate. So it's, it's a beastly day, Dan. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. All right. I know more about American politics than you do. Thanks to my uh, child. All right. We're going to stick with middleweights because it's an amazing division, isn't it? It's a great one. We saw saw a really good
0: middleweight on Tuesday.
1: (laughs) We did. And here's a couple more. AJ Dobson, Tefon, and Chukwe. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you about Dobson first. Six and two, two knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Oh and two in the UFC. One low on contender series. Used to fight down at welterweight, a much better division than middleweight. Uh, He's in it, on in Chukwi, which is another fun name to say. Better grappling stats than in Chukwi. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm spamming in in the chat. Uh, He is he, being Dobson, has been outstruck over his UFC contender series fights by 1.66 strikes per minute plus 125. The Cameroon Express in Chukwi is six and three with four knockouts. He's been knocked out himself twice, two and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights, both via knockout slash TKO. Uh, our last fight was back in June of 2022. Used fight at light heavyweight and heavyweight. One and zero on the contender series, an inch of reach on Dobson, two years younger, striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC contender series opponents by two point zero two strikes per minute, minus one forty two. This is one of the ones I'm glad you are picking first because my pick seems to be against other people's picks. So let's can, see what you think about it.
0: Can I pass?
1: yeah this is exactly this is is one of of those
0: fights where you don't want to pick anybody right and and i don't mean to disparage both of them but like you know aj dobson has had moments where i was like oh hey man he looks super athletic and he's a you know a mortal martial arts training center he's a matt brown guy so you gotta like the toughness and all that and then he's had moments where he just looks awful um and and so like at the end of the day here i'm gonna pick aj dobson on the dog here um you know okay
1: tell me why so, uh, it so seems a lot of people are taking that and I don't really see why because Enchukui is a better striker here, but maybe you can convince me. So he is a better striker, but here's the thing about him too. is he
0: tires really easily, uh, whereas Dobson's got really good cardio yeah. um, and Dobson also will, should have a wrestling advantage here. And maybe that doesn't pan out in the early part of the fight when they're both fresh and, and Taifuan is so freaking like he's so strong, right? Like we can all agree on that, but he's like, he has bad cardio. So late in the fight, it's likely that Dobson could find a neck or get to a rear naked choke or ground and pound him out. Um, in addition to that, too, I've also just noticed Tafon just has bad fight IQ. He does a lot of like really dumb things. Like when he's winning from distance, he'll get himself in clinches. Um, when he's in a clinch and he's got a good position, he'll try to back away and throw. He'll just like do dumb things. Um, I don't like that Dobson backs up too easily. Uh, I do worry a little bit about how high he carries his chin sometimes, but like he has nice combinations, uh, uh, particularly when his opponent throws first, which Tafon will probably do a lot. He he puts like one or two back on his opponent when that happens. He actually stunned Jacob Malkin. I, I went back and watched that fight in total. He actually hit Jacob Malkin with two different counters um, in two different parts of the fight that had Jacob Melkin, I think, more stunned than even A.J. Dobson realized. Um, he looked like he was a little, uh, limp, you know, he's a little wobbly on his feet. And against uh, uh, Petrosian, Armin Petrosian, his, his head movement improved in that fight, which clearly shows he, like, took some of the notes about how high his chin was and started working on it, especially as he was facing a striker. He's going to face another big, heavy puncher here. and And I think the fact that, you know, Tafon has been knocked out by a counter recently, too, or or he was hit hard by the counter of Mirzakhanov, which didn't wind up finishing him. But it like was the beginning of the end. I think that means he will probably be there to counter here, too. So, again, I don't particularly like backing either of these fighters, but A.J. Dobson has a lot of pieces that make me say, like, yeah, he could wear out Tafon and Chukwe.
1: You didn't sell me. I'm still going in Chukwe. Bigger better striker uh, i'll go with him but like you said this is not a not a uh, interesting matchup or a fun one to make picks so <laughs> i will differ i i, I don't want to just be like oh i gotta take a dog. what
0: what uh, help you to know
1: that mark coleman will be in his corner oh he the man who's making a comeback
0: yeah he's boxing he's boxing uh,
1: that's yeah that, that's a good thing i'll come back i'll just be i'll just box so it'll be okay yeah it's easier on the body right <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, that's a theory. easier on your brain all right, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go to women's straw weights. Pollyanna, Vienna versus Yasmin Lucindo. I will tell about Vienna first. Dama de Ferro, which is? Um, Do you remember? remember? Dama, so Dama's got to be, uh, is it damsel in distress? No, she's not damsel. She's the iron lady. She's not oh, in distress. Pharaoh just... is ironed. Like uh... fair is ironed, is it not? Yeah gotcha there you go it's been a. I guess we haven't seen her for a little bit and you forgot the nickname she's 13 and five five knockouts eight submissions she's she's finished everyone which is very impressive for a female strawweight fighter uh she's been submitted herself once it's the only time she's been stopped four and four in the ufc she won three of her last four including her last fight via knockout used to fight up at flyweight is a regional champion 2013 pro mma debut twinch sight, one inch of reach uh she's outstruck her UFC opponents by 0.64 strikes per minute. She's at plus 164. Lucindo, 14 and 5, 8 knockouts, 2 submissions. She's been submitted 3 times. 1-1 the UFC, won her last fight. Used fight at flyweight as well. Regional champion, 10 years younger than Viana. More active landing strikes, and she has outstruck her UFC opponents by 0.14 strikes per minute, minus 188. Here's my dog. Viana is my pick here, and I see a lot of everyone else or the majority of people are picking her as well. I don't get why she's a dog here. Lucindo beating Rogan Walker is not uh, gonna impress me the age gap is a bit of, of a of a concern but um vienna is just um more dangerous and on a an nice roll so um give me dama de ferro at plus money yeah i'm I'm there
0: with you i, I think uh i, I think Poliana viana is widely underrated here um i'm, I'm taking her as well I, I think the reason lucindo is still being such a heavy favorite in her fights is yeah, I mean, the Brogan Walker fight, I think you can just throw away like Brogan Walker and Killer Miller off that season. The ultimate fighter uh, largely don't impress me. But like the fight with Yasmin, Haregi was a really good fight, like it was back and forth. She was in that fight. It was really exciting. The problem here is she's just fighting somebody who hits harder than how and one of her biggest issues is she's hittable. Um, she throws really wide punches. Nothing straight into the target, and you know Viana has shown, uh, especially in that Gino Fry fight, like she will just absolutely take your head off. Um, she's got crazy knockout power in those hands. I think she's gonna light her up. And, and then in addition to that, you know, she does have some submission skills in there that she, you know, she doesn't use all that much, but she's got some submission skills in there. Uh, and she, I mean, I guess she does use that much. She she part Valerie Martin and. Whitmire man that's she's got good sub skills and she's hits hard uh and she's going to be up against a hittable person in Yasmin Louis, Lucindo so yeah I, I'm with you I, I think uh I think she's a great player
1: why do you think the odds are what they are it's, it's I think that fight with off. how Reggie
0: I think the fight with how Reggie is everything in that and I will also add in too uh while I really like the run that Pollyanna Viana's on because she she's won three out of four you know, she didn't look stellar in the, the Tabitha Ricci fight. Although, I will remind people, she won the first round against Tabitha Ricci, which is, like, a hell of an accomplishment. Um, But before that, she had lost—she she, she won her debut against Maya Stevenson and then re- proceeded to rattle off three really ugly losses and then disappeared for a year. And so I think most everybody still has that Pauliana Viana in their, their head and not the one— you know, who went out there and finished three out of four women in the first round. Um, and, and Lucindo, again, like I said, she looked good against how that win might not have aged as well as she probably would have liked it to after how Reggie got knocked silly in that last fight. Um, but like, you know, I think people are still hinging quite a bit on that fight.
1: How another fun name to say. We have lots of fun things to say this episode as well, uh, as St. Parley play. That's fun to say as well. And they are bringing you this episode in your ear holes parlay play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlayed player props football season is right around the corner and parlay play will have all your favorite props parlay play is available in a ton of states including california and texas plus our good friends up north that's me parlay play is available in a bunch of provinces in canada and when you sign up with our code you'll get a sweet bonus to get started maybe we'll make our top turtle uh, i mean our top turtle oh. Damn it, thats the other podcast our hungry man john superfan parlay maybe we'll make it a parlay play parlay um, head over to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. H- how dare I plug your other podcast in the incorrect spot on our podcast. All right. <laughs> Third from the top, light heavyweights, Cleo Roundtree Jr. versus Chris Docus. Docus's second shot at uh, light heavyweight. His last fight got canceled. Um, Docus 12 and 6 with 11 knockouts. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once. Four and three in the UFC. He's lost three straight fights, all via knockout or TKO. All of those fights were at like at heavyweight. Excuse me. This this is two hundred five debut. He made his pro debut in twenty thirteen. He's two inches tall and Roundtree. Better striking stat than he's more active lining strikes, and he has outstruck his UFC opponents by almost two strikes a minute. Plus one point nine three. He's at plus one sixty three on the betting board. The warhorse Khalil Roundtree Jr. Eleven and five with one no contest. He's got seven knockouts. He himself has been knocked out twice and submitted once. Uh, He's seven and five with one no contest in the UFC. He's lost. He's sorry. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since January of 2021. He went two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. He's fight at middleweight. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.52 strikes per minute. Um, And then what else can I tell you about him? Uh, He enjoys moshing and spin kicking in the pit, and he's a fan of beat down hardcore music. Did you know any of that, Dan? I did not do you know what beat down hardcore music is i could maybe make
0: a guess but uh i will tell you i have not listened to any of it (laughs) no
1: i know what hardcore is but i didn't i never heard of beat down hardcore i do like hardcore so i had to look it up but yeah it's i still really don't know what it is um i don't think there's any bands i like and roundtree is at minus 180 that's some good good info i gave you though right
0: yeah, uh, I'm going round Roundtree here. I I, As think, am I. I I worry about the fact that Dawkins has been knocked out three times in a row. Um, and I think he I think he made the right choice to drop the light heavyweight. But I think he made that choice too late. You know, like, yes. you know, we, we've talked a lot on this show about how, you know, Concussions and and being knocked out is a degenerative thing. It becomes easier every single time it happens. Uh, you know Chuck Liddell syndrome. Like look at how many times Chuck Liddell got yeah. knocked out, and then all of a sudden Rich Franklin's knocking him out, and that's uh, that's bad news. Yeah. So like he should have made this drop to light heavyweight before you know Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, and Yair Zinio Rosenstreich put their hands on him, um because that's that's not good for the longevity of your career and. Now he's going to drop down to light heavyweight where he, he was never going to be the faster guy, right? Because while he, like, exploited his speed at heavyweight, he's not going to be faster than Khalil Roundtree. Um, no. He's not going to be faster than most light heavyweights, for that matter. But his thing before with his power, well, now you tell me he's going to get into a slugfest with Khalil Roundtree after being knocked out three times over a year and a half span. I don't like that plan um I think Roundtree touches his chin and hurts him bad unless he fights an in insanely safe fight and in that case I bet you he doesn't have a leg by the end of it
1: Yeah um uh, Roundtree obviously I like, uh, as I said is is the pick here um yeah a little too late to uh, uh he hasn't he didn't save his brain in time basically uh Docus so uh going to be trouble plus he, I'm sure he'll be cutting weight to get to 205 which is also not good um for your brain and it's going to get you knocked out um more uh frequently than, than, it, than it would normally so yeah roundtree is the pick as i'm losing my train of thought he's gonna take over the episode and, have, and have you seen
0: up. have you seen his uh his pictures on instagram though i'm I mean, gonna ask
1: you no I, I don't i don't uh i don't uh, snoop around his instagram but he, I? he's he got he's he's got roughly the same body shape as his brother
0: does now you know like it's, okay it, he doesn't look ripped uh yeah you know he he's but he he also doesn't look fat anymore like yeah so he he just looks kind of like a bigger kyle dawkus now Okay. um so like not super impressed but also like maybe the cut won't kill him uh but also like maybe getting knocked out by three of the hardest punchers heavyweights ever seen will
1: uh yeah that is true um yeah, we'll 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 see how how it goes at this, but I don't like the Dox's uh, brothers fell off the um, fell off a cliff. Unfortunately, They both were going so well, and pretty much at the same time, they both uh, were not going so well. So. I think
0: Kyle is fighting for the CFFC title soon.
1: Oh, that's good. Maybe he can fight his way back into into the UFC. We shall see. Um, all right, combi event time. Featherweights Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawodu, a Canadian. Finally, a Canadian is fighting. Um, I will tell you about Cub Killer Cub Swanson. 28 and 13, 13 knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted seven times, 13 and nine in the UFC. He's got a loss, win, loss. Both of his losses have come via TKO over that span. He used to fight down at Bantamweight, which was his last fight, I believe. And he used to fight up at lightweight, five and three in WEC, WEC never die. But we're saying that less and less often, Dan, we're running yeah. out of WEC fighters, aren't we? That's
0: true. He's, yes, he's that's a true. real WEC vet though. He,
1: eight fights. There you go. Legit. And he
0: fought like, he fought like Jens Pulver and Jose Aldo yeah. and Chad Chad Mendes there.
1: Yep, the real WEC guys. Um we should do a WEC Patreon podcast, Dan. People would love it. We would have so many people paying us money for that <laughs> and we just watch every WEC event.
0: I mean, as long as we get uh who is that weird Scandinavian dude? Igor Uh, now nah, I'm going to have to look weird him up now. Scandinavian
1: dude. Yeah, Maybe do you
0: Igor? know do you know who I'm talking about? In, WEC. in WC, I'm gonna get his name. You keep going,
1: all right. Fine. Um, it was Cubs once when we were talking about it. 2004 was his pro MMA debut. I think the UFC debut was 2011, I believe. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by almost a strike minute. He's at plus 0.95. Better grappling stats than Dabodu, and he's at plus 190. Mean Hakeem Dawodu. Did I mention he's Canadian? Yes, Sorry. Calgary, Alberta, Canada 13, 3 and 1 with seven knockouts. He's been submitted. Once, so anytime time he's been stopped in 17 fights, six and three in the UFC. Lost, win, loss over his last three fights, so he could use a W here. Has missed weight. That was last fight, so keep an eye on that. Fighters that miss weight only win 38% of the time. So, if you want to bet this fight, maybe wait till Friday. See how he looks on the scale. If he had any trouble making weight, that type of thing. um He went 7-0-1 in World Series of Fighting. He also went 9 no as a pro kickboxer and was the champion in that realm. Three inches of reach on Swanson, eight years younger, striking an active striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.18 strikes per minute, minus 225. Did you find Igor?
0: Yeah, it wasn't Igor. It was Olaf Alonso. Do you remember
1: Olaf? No, I remember that guy. Okay, no. so
0: Olaf Alonso fought a bunch of WEC, but he was most uh, popular for his trilogy fights with John Buckets of Blood Polakowski. Do you remember John Polakowski? <laughs>
1: yep. I okay, remember that name. So I don't remember John, this guy
0: John Polakowski was on season eight of The Ultimate Fighter. Um, He was two and one when he got to the ultimate fighter and all three of his fights on the uh, before that were against Olaf Alonso. Um, oh, yeah. He just fought him three times and then got on the ultimate fighter and then got a UFC fight out of it. And he lost his UFC fight and retired at two and two, uh, having gone two and one against Olaf Alonso. But those three fights are all, I mean, it's not high level MMA because it's an old WEC fight with the guys with losing records, but like, my goodness, are they fun to watch? Olaf Alonso, John Polakowski, and you can pick any of the three fights. If you got fight past, turn it on.
1: Olaf Alonso's got a very, I uh, ho- hope he got his nose fixed, but yeah, <laughs> very, very crooked nose, Dan.
0: Yeah, he fits exactly what I was looking for.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I broke down the fight. I'll make it big first since I think you jumped line- the line last time. Dowdo, obviously, you got to go with the Canadian. I would never fade a Canadian. Uh, especially a guy that's way younger and bigger than Swanson and hits hard. Yeah, Swanson is almost... Well, he, he's not getting brutalized in his fights. Uh, t- getting TK out in two out of three is not a good sign, though. Um, I was going to say it's maybe time for him to say goodbye. We're getting very, very close to that. So, obviously, uh, I think me and Hakeem is going to be a bad matchup for him. So, give me Dawoodo here. So, I'm going to agree with you on one thing
0: and I'm going to disagree with you on another. I agree with you. I'm going to take Hakeem Dawido. Also, Olaf Alonso was was from mexico i don't know why i thought he was scandinavian other than maybe his name is Omar.
1: <laughs> alonzo oh yes yeah. that's, true. that's true yeah, yeah or maybe oh, he I... was a snowman was he a snowman dad yeah, yeah yeah that's
0: maybe what i was thinking so um so i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna take Kim daudo here uh, but here's my my thing i'm gonna challenge you on
1: does he hit hard does... yeah that's the thing he not overly that's... that like you yeah. would think he does kickboxing and everything no he, he doesn't overly hit hard uh i he, think he's, a he's a crisp... obviously. He's a crisp striker. Yeah, like, yeah I, I think we can sure. give him that. But like I don't
0: think he actually hits hard, Um, and I think that that's a problem. But I do think, and, and again, you know, like I, I think my theme of this weekend is like a lot of guys I like, a lot of picks that I like. But like I hate the numbers. Um, You know, like if this was negative one thirty-five, I I mean I'd be all over Hakeem Dawudu. But negative two twenty-five in Cubs game. Um, but my, you know, yeah. uh, maybe one more check in the box for that in addition to all of this is that like the only people Cubs beaten at this stage in his career are grapplers who can't grapple him. Right. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Darren Elkins, Daniel Pineda, Kron Gracie. Those are his last wins since he beat Artem Lobov. Uh, so like <laughs> Artem Lobov was the last quote unquote striker that he beat so, like, he's not beating people who can strike with him anymore. He can't beat Wakano. He can't beat Shane Burgos. He can't beat Kige Chikadze, He can't beat Jonathan Martinez. Like, he just can't pe- beat people who can strike with him. And I think Dawudu can strike with him. Um, and so, like, yeah, I, I give the advantage here to Hakeem Uh I do not like the line. Uh, I don't want to pay negative 225 on him here, especially after how he looked against Julieta Rosa. Um, but, yeah, he's my pick.
1: All right there you go dadu is my pick as well it's main event time everybody this is the fight i am seeing people differ from my pick as well so we'll see if gumby differs welter rates vincente luke versus Rafael dos anjos i will tell you about Luque first the silent assassin vicente Luque, 21 9 and 1 11 knockouts 8 submissions he's been knocked out once submitted twice 14 and 5 in the ufc he's lost two straight fights before that he won four straight fights uh, got knocked out in his last fight in August 2022 and got a brain bleed. Not good. So that is why he's not been around uh, for almost a year now. Uh, he's not won a fight in two years, August 2021. He won one-on-one in the ultimate fighter. Used to fight at middleweight, 2009 pro MMA debut, three inches height, six inches reach, seven years younger than Dos Angeles. More active landing strikes and better grappling stats than Los Angeles. Uh, and he's barely been outstruck in the UFC by minus 0.02 strikes per minute, plus 105. Rafael dos 32 and 14, five knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out four times, 21 and 12 in the UFC. Used to be the lightweight champion. He's won three of his last four fights, including winning his last fight via submission. He used to fight at lightweight, as I mentioned, is a BJJ world champion, 2004 pro MMA debut. He's got a positive strike differential of 0.35 strikes per minute, minus 120. Do you differ with me as well? Let's see what you who you got.
0: I'm going to take Vicente Luque. Yeah, I thought you would differ. You are different from me. Um, I, I So here's the thing. I don't like Rafael Dos Anjos at Welterweight. Uh, apart yeah. from, like, he came up to Welterweight for the first time. He won three in a row. Looked like, oh, man, why didn't he do this earlier? But then you look back at those wins, and, like, Neil Magny's the only one that sticks out as being, like, a reasonably decent win. The other ones are Tarek Safadine and, and an aging Robbie Lawler. Um, and then he got beat up by, like, anybody who was decent in the division until he went back to lightweight, um, where he beat Hanato Moicano and Paul Felder. But, like, his only other wins since that original three-fight win streak at Welterweight are Kevin Lee and Brian Barbarena. And, like, I'd like to think that, that Vicente Luque is a higher level than that. I think Vicente Luque would be a favorite in this fight if he had not had all these medical issues, which are getting a lot of media attention. I think that's driving the line down because the bottom line is, is at this point, I think he probably hits harder than Rafael Dos Anjos, right? You know, if if you want to pull back Rafael Dos Anjos that knocked out Donald Cerrone or knocked out Benson Henderson, he, he doesn't hit harder than that guy. But modern day Rafael Dos Anjos, I think he hits harder than. I don't think Rafael dos Santos is going to have this like clear wrestling advantage in this fight. The The main concern is like, is Luque's health good, which is again, you know, I'm going to be in a dead horse with this expression here, but like, this is why I'm like, normally I would like this line on Vicente Luque, but I, even now I can't be like, I can't sit and be happy about getting plus money on Luque here because you might walk into this fight and like have terrible things going on and be knocked out by a feather touch. So I'm going to pick Luque because I think his skills are better than RDA's. But, you know, there's obviously wild variability in this fight.
1: Yeah, no, I'm taking Joe Santos. I I don't think Luque's skills are better than Joe Santos. The size, obviously, is Is a bit of a concern, as is the age gap. Um, But, as you mentioned, the the health is something to think about. Plus, he's been on the shelf for a while. Joe Santos hasn't really shown... Too much um, deterioration of of his skills. I, I still think he's close to close to being on top of his game. Uh, I would prefer him at lightweight as well, but maybe that's not in the cards for him at this point. Uh, I just think he's he's a better fighter overall uh, over Luque. Um, hopefully, it's a fun main event, and we're we're different on the outcome of it. So it will be at least interesting for us because one of us will lose, one of us will win. All right, let's uh, recap. He has got Luque. I got Joe Santos. We both have Dawadu. We both have a round tree. We both have Viana. Uh Dan has Dobson. have Enchuqwi. And we both have Fremda. Now don't don't you click off yet and go listen to Joe Rogan or whatever else you listen to, Top Turtle or one of those nonsense podcasts. We've got our locks, our dogs, our props, our parlays, all that fun stuff here. Uh Gumby gets to kick it off this week, if I remember correctly, with his lock.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you remember correctly or not. I'm doing a weird lock this week. <laughs> um Oh
1: yes, you you told us about that.
0: Because because I don't like any of the lines. I like none of the money lines in the whole wide world. Um, you know, and I don't. I'm not the type of person who's going to sit here and give you a negative 400 lock and pretend like it. I'm an expert here. I I'm going to give you something with a competitive line. So, the competitive line I'm going to give you is Marcus McGee inside the distance. Uh, oh, I think okay. I think Marcus. My lock is Marcus McGee is going to finish JP Bay's. And the line isn't going to get all that much better, but it's negative 200. Um, It's negative 200 that he finishes J.P. Bays. Look, all of his wins are in the first round. J.P. Bays has been finished in two out of three fights and pretty much against anybody who is, like, a competitive fighter. Um, And he's taking it on short notice. I mean, like, McGee has to finish him here. Uh, And, like, I'm not betting on McGee at negative 350 just because that's, like, not a number that usually entices me outside of throwing in a parlay. So i'll uh, I'll dabble on him inside the distance here as my lock
1: I will take Luana santos as my as my lock in the in the curtain jerker uh we broke down the fight yesterday on the prelim podcast if you have not listened yet um as much of uh a fade on uh her opponent Juliana miller as it is uh is a um, check in the box for Santos, but uh, it's a decent line. And like you said, there's not too many lines that that are too cool this week. So give me Santos.
0: Yeah. And I was going to pick that one. uh, And then I remembered that I had, I had locked a couple of uh, prospect women, or I was in on a couple of women prospects recently. And, it tend it to it is bring, dangerous. It tend to bring bad things about them. So uh, <laughs> it's true. I, uh, it's true. I, yeah, I backed away from that. Um, my dog of the week. I'm taking of Viana 164. Um, I think she's gonna have so many advantages against Lucindo here. I can't believe she's a dog. Uh, so yeah, give me of Viana.
1: Me as well. I think that's the only dog I picked. Now I thought I had at least another dog, but I don't think I do. Um, it's one of those weeks. So yeah, obviously she is my dog as well. Um, let me look through your list. I'm trying to see yeah, if you have any I more. i any. I'm going. No, you got. You and... had
0: Dalgarian too. Oh yeah,
1: Dalgarian. Right. No, I. I still like. Uh, and I kind of had to talk into
0: Dalgarian anyway. So, yeah. um. Yeah. All right, prop of the week. Uh, I'm taking even money. Uh, Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawido hits the judges' scorecards. Um, yeah, good one. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, mean Hakeem pretty much only goes to the judges' scorecards. And, and I know, you know, Cub Swanson has kind of been the opposite, right? Cub Swanson is um o- only finishing or getting finished as of late. Like all of his last four fights have all gone uh inside the distance. But Hakeem Dawido, uh, he has gone decision, 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 decision. He had a head kick over Yoshino Kiori Iho- And then before that, two more decisions. So like I mean, we're talking about he he has now gone to decision in seven out of eight. Uh, that's a really good look. Cub Swanson. Also, if you look at any time he's fought a striker, he can't finish a striker. Uh, he, th- those strikers stick around with him. Jonathan Martinez, Giga Chikadze, Shane Burgos, uh, you know, even Hanato Moicano to an extent, you know, Frankie Edgar. He's not out there finishing those guys. Do who Troy, you know, if you want to go way back, like who is the last striker he's knocked out you might have to say Dennis Seaver in 2013 uh so like even though he's winning by some knockouts he's beaten up grapplers that way so I think this goes to the judge's scorecards um and if you you don't feel real good about the dadoo side of the line you can at least feel good about being pretty much even money for that going to the judge's scorecards
1: as you're we talking I'm looking for Props. There really isn't good prop numbers either out here. It's ridiculous, Dan. (laughs) Yeah, there's some ugly ones, man. (laughs) Clear round tree by KL is minus one. Like they're all in the negatives. Yeah, negative. I I
0: I looked for that one too because I was like, like, maybe that's interesting. But like, it's negative one thirty-five, and at that point, like, just bet him at negative one eighty because sometimes he does get complacent on the feet. That's the one thing I will say if you're if you're looking to pull the trigger on that remember that you're only getting you know sixty five in the right direction there, right you're going from or not even fifty five in the right direction there you're going from negative 180 to negative 135, 45. God my math skills not good today um but like you're only getting forty five in the right direction there and like he he's gotten complacent in the past before and just wanted a decision so yeah I'd, I'd stay away for that one
1: yeah and then I was thinking mcKinney round one that's not that's negative as well um. Maybe that's what I'm going to have to go with. That might be the best line I see out there. Um, McKinney round one is not the greatest line, but it's minus (laughs) 150.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought too.
1: But that's probably what – I'll go with it. Fine. McKinney (laughs) round – is there something I'm missing here? No, I mean like
0: that's how he wins, but like that's – And Breeden, like I said – Is there a better line
1: somewhere, I mean? No, I don't think so. another fight?
0: Um, Another fight is really. Are you are you like prodding me for for plays? (laughs) No, (laughs) No. I I told you I hate every play on this card. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like maybe that's a good reason. Maybe that's a good reason. Here's some synergy for you. Maybe that's a good reason to get down on parlay play this week. Make sure to use promo code SGP because if you do get down on parlay play, you can just bet things like uh how many takedowns somebody gets or somebody hitting the over on significant strikes pair those together and pitch yourself together a big parlay because they're not into picking the winner of fights and stuff like that. Instead, they're just looking to get you, uh, you know, maybe Josh Fremd hits two takedowns or, uh, you know, maybe I, I like the number on Isaac Dolgarians over on his significant strike. So uh, yeah, th- that's the type of thing you could get down on with parlay play.
1: Yes, there you go. Parlay play. And speaking of parlay play, Dan is time. Hunger man, Jong super fan parlay, two fights, they're gonna win you mucho mucho dinero. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of trying to put this together because you you have to find you know props with big odds, and as we were just talking about, it, you know, it's hard to find a prop with plus odds that I really like in this card. Uh, I eventually found two that are are good enough for me. Uh, I took Martin Boudet by decision. He's a grinder. Parisian is like I don't know, mostly durable. That fight's probably going to be boring as hell in fifteen minutes of hanging on each other. But Boudet's probably going to win it. You can get that at plus one sixty five. Uh, maybe not the most inspiring line, but you know, a nice little plus line that you can get there on that one. And I'm going to pair it with uh, your uh, lock of the week, Luana Santos. I'm going to take her inside the distance. Uh, I mentioned, I think, on yesterday or yeah, yesterday's episode um, that I think she's going to finish Juliana Miller. That one's plus 375, which that, that, that might be the only, yeah, that might be the only like line I'm like actually real pumped about um, on this one. So Luana Santos inside the distance, Martin Boudet uh, on the judges scorecards will net you 1159.
1: All right. So Boudet decision, Santos inside plus 1159 locks are McGee inside the distance and Santos dogs are Viana. And the uh, props are Swanson Dawoodoo goes to the scorecard. What was the number on that one again?
0: Uh, even money.
1: Even money. We'll give you plus 100. How about? And then McKinney round one at minus 150. Yuck. All right. Yucky, yucky lines, but we got through it. Hopefully you enjoyed it and found it informative. Uh, you can get more fun and information in our Discord, slash Discord. Twitter is SGP and MMA. Gumby's always putting up... Good e- clips and funny tweets on there. So check that out. He's also at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. That's my handle on Instagram as well Jeff underscore Fox underscore writer. Gumby's got the top turtle MMA podcast that drops midweek in your ear holes this week. Tell the people again who is on it and what you guys are doing.
0: So we're talking to Chandler Cole, uh, Ultimate Fighter Veteran, and now Contender Series Helpful, uh, who will be fighting at the end of the month. And then I'm also talking to Isaac Dalgarian, who's fighting this weekend.
1: All right. There you go. Um, And my sub stack, stack.com All my MMA writing and other podcasts that I drop can be sent to your inbox. If you subscribe there and you can enter my almost weekly pick'em them contest as well. And of course, sportsgamingpodcast.com is a place to be for all our podcasts, all our giveaways, all our contests, uh, all the, all our articles as well. All the good stuff. Sportsgamingpodcast.com. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And of course, sports, our SGPN app. All right, Gumby, take us out of here. We'll be back Sunday. Two episodes as per usual. A recap of the UFC and our contender series. Uh winning plays for you. All right. I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He is the solitary wolf, Jeff Fox,
0: and we will see you on Sunday.